This is Breaking Free from the Grind. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Columbia MBA, and former Fortune 500 strategy consultant and Wall Street investment banker, Amelia Noel. After spending over a decade trapped in the grind of my own career, feeling overworked and overwhelmed, I'm here to show you how you can work less, stress less, and create sustainable success in your own career starting today. Ready to break free from the grind? Let's go. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Free from the Grind. I hope everyone had a really nice 4th of July holiday weekend for those of you who were celebrating in the States. Hopefully you got to take some time off, maybe take a vacation. I know I took a couple weeks off, which was really wonderful. I went to Arizona to see a couple of friends get married out there. And then the second week, I actually packed up the deal team, packed up the corgis and headed out to Ohio to spend some time with my family and work from there. Today, though, we're jumping right back into things with this week's episode. And I'm really excited to talk about really what's at the heart of today's episode, which is this idea of corporate mindfulness. Now, corporate mindfulness is a term that I coined to describe the work that I do as a coach. So to describe what the heart of this podcast, of what Breaking Free from the Grind is and is all about, what my private one-on-one coaching program is all about, and what my workshop content is all about. Corporate mindfulness is having the ability to manage our minds and our emotions on the job so that we can feel happier in our careers. I'll say it again, corporate mindfulness is having the ability to manage our minds and our emotions on the job so that we can feel happier in our careers. And when we're able to manage our minds and manage our emotions on the job, we are taking responsibility for how we think and how we feel at work, which is a very empowering place to be. While we're practicing corporate mindfulness, while we're managing our minds and managing our emotions on the job, we are able to achieve really the three most important things that we want in our careers. These are the things that I wanted in my own corporate career. These are the things my clients want. And if you're a part of the Breaking Free from the Grind tribe of listeners, I'm sure these are three things that you want in your career as well. And those three things are first, to feel better at work or even to feel your best at work, feeling good, feeling happy, feeling fulfilled, feeling calm and in control. The second thing is being even more effective at our jobs. So continuing to grow and to get better at our actual jobs without the overworking and without the grinding or the running ourselves into that ground. Essentially, we do our best at work And the third thing that corporate mindfulness helps us achieve is we become a better version of ourselves in our careers. So we consistently show up, we're able to consistently show up as our best selves at work when we're practicing corporate mindfulness. Achieving these three things, feeling your best at work, doing your best at work, and showing up as your best self at work is possible in your career. It is possible for you. I don't care who you are. I don't care what career you're in. Feeling better at work, doing your best at work, and showing up as your best self at work is possible. A lot of you already know this about me, but I was a huge overachiever for my entire corporate career, over a decade spent in the grind before becoming a coach. 
And before I got master certified as a coach and before I developed the Breaking Free from the Grind program, while I was working in finance, in consulting, getting my MBA, I was very accustomed to not feeling my best at work (laughs) and to not showing up as my best self at work. I know that feeling. I know what my clients are going through. I know what you are going through. I know what it feels like to be overworked and overwhelmed and simply burnt out or frustrated in your career. Now, on top of all of that, I also know what it feels like to be beating yourself up for not being your best every day. I was a huge perfectionist. I was a huge people pleaser. I had major imposter syndrome. And when we're dealing with those things, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to beat ourselves up. It doesn't feel good to tell ourselves that we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or we can't say no because if we do, we're gonna get fired or we're gonna get dinged on our performance reviews or we're gonna let others down. And what's funny is, We're feeling these things and we're thinking these things despite being top performers at our jobs. So, you know, I had the glowing performance reviews, as I'm sure most of you do too. I had the salary, I had the promotions, and still my career didn't feel good and I didn't feel good in my career. It's all because I wasn't practicing corporate mindfulness. I wasn't able to manage my mind and my emotions day to day on the job, and over the long term of my career. Now, we come from a good place when we're doing things like beating ourselves up or telling ourselves we're not good enough or feeling bad saying no or grinding and grinding and continuing to overwork. We're coming from a good place. Most of us, it's coming from a place of because we care. We care about showing up as our best selves. We care about doing a good job. We care about delivering the best we can for our teams and our clients. But the way that we're going about it is incorrect. We don't know essentially how to go about it. That's where corporate mindfulness comes in. Because once we learn, once we develop the ability to manage our minds and our emotions at work, we will start to achieve those three things that I said we want. We feel better at work. We feel our best. We perform better at our jobs. We perform at our best. And we show up simply as a better version of ourselves. We show up as a better human, a more authentic us. And when we show up that way, everyone wins, first and foremost, ourselves, which is a great thing. So let's talk about why corporate mindfulness, why the ability to manage our minds and our emotions at work, why taking responsibility for how we think and how we feel in our careers is so hard to do. Now, the reason why it's so hard to do, and essentially you can think of this as the reason why it's so hard for us to really just be happy in our careers is because the ability to manage your mind and your emotions at work is not something that we are ever taught, especially not within the context of our careers. I think society as a whole has opened up more to the idea of mindfulness and to the idea of wellness, but it's often kept very separate and it's not often integrated into our lives in the context of work. It's not something that we're ever taught by society. It's not something that we're ever taught in our schools or universities or in our grad programs. I definitely didn't learn this in my MBA. My clients are not learning it in their JD programs and MBA programs. 
And it's not something which is is absolute crazy to me. It's not something that we're ever actually taught on the job. You're not going to find it in any new hire orientation or the onboarding packet that your supervisor or your manager forwards you your way. And corporate mindfulness, it's often not taught in traditional executive or career or leadership coaching or programs. Managing our mind, managing our emotions, taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings. We just simply don't know how to do this because we've never been taught. So it's not your fault if you're not practicing corporate mindfulness right now, or if you don't even know where to begin when it comes to managing your mind and your emotions at work. You're not taught the skills, you're not taught the schools, but the good news is over the course of these next few weeks, I'm going to be teaching you those skills and teaching you those tools on this very podcast so that you can feel happy in your career. You can feel better at work, you can perform better at work, and you can really show up as the best version of you at work. The other reason and the other factors we have really working against us that are keeping us from feeling happy and fulfilled in our careers it goes back to the stories that we're told by society and corporate America. And these stories are really just beliefs that we're buying into. We're not even really seeing them as stories or a narrative or as beliefs. We're seeing them as fact. And there are a lot of, I would say, toxic or harmful stories and beliefs and narratives that society and that corporate America itself puts out there that keep us from happiness in our careers. But I wanted to share with you the top five that I see my clients bringing to me most often. And these are five that I very much related to and bought into when I was feeling unfulfilled and I was feeling overworked and overwhelmed in my own career. And so as I go through these, notice if these sound true to you. Notice if you are also believing this narrative that is being told for you. So again, these are the top five that I hear from clients that are really keeping them and keeping all of us from creating happiness and feeling happiness in our careers. The first is that corporate is a soulless grind. Now I get it. We've all seen the memes, (laughs) myself included. We all follow the Instagram and the TikTok accounts that really run wild in a a pretty humorous and intelligent way with this idea. And these memes, these TikTok accounts, these Instagram accounts, they're hilarious because there is some truth there. There is some truth that corporate can be a soulless grind. We can relate to so many facets and so many circumstances of the asshole oblivious partner or MD. When we can relate to the circumstance of the client's total disregard for our time or the fact that we're on version 150 of the deck or the model or the memo that we're creating, there are parts of all jobs that suck. But if our overriding belief is that corporate is a soulless grind and that is our default way of thinking, then if we are working in corporate, we are going to create that exact experience of a soulless grind for ourselves. And if we're creating the experience of a soulless grind for ourselves in corporate, we are going to be miserable for the entirety of our career. 
we will never feel fulfilled. We can't simultaneously feel fulfilled at a corporate job and believe that corporate is a soulless grind. One of those beliefs, the idea that we can feel fulfilled in our job versus the belief or idea that corporate is a soulless grind, one of those has to win out over the other. We can't believe two opposite things at the same time. And so overwhelmingly, we are buying into this belief that corporate is a soulless grind, which actually (laughs) sets us up for failure and forever keeps us from feeling fulfilled and happy in our careers. When we're believing and we're only seeing corporate as a soulless grind, what we're also doing is missing what's right in front of us. We're missing the gems of humans that we do work with. We're missing the moments of fulfillment we do have in our career. We're missing even the tiny things that we are grateful for within our job. First and foremost might be that we have a job, we have a source of income. Your career isn't a soulless grind, full stop. Corporate in your career is whatever you choose to believe it is. There will always be good and bad things that happen at work. You will always experience good and bad feelings at work. You get to choose how you define your career and what you choose to focus on and believe about it. The second myth that keeps us from happiness and fulfillment in our careers is that hard work should feel hard. This is a big one. This is one of the biggest beliefs that perpetuates the grind and perpetuates our trapping ourselves in the grind. If we're believing that hard work should feel hard, then we will overwork and we will trap ourselves in the grind of our career. Our beliefs are like self-fulfilling prophecies. Whatever you believe about hard work, look at how that manifests in your career. If you believe hard work feels hard, then chances are right now you are working more than you'd like to, and you're not feeling as good as you'd like to at work. Also baked into this myth that hard work should feel hard is this underlying belief that there needs to be some sort of struggle for us to experience success that we have to earn our success, we have to earn our money, that our seat at the table isn't guaranteed and will never come to fruition unless we've poured in a lot of blood and sweat and tears and done unvery comfortable things and worked very, very long hours. Hard work shouldn't feel hard. Hard work should feel rewarding. And you don't need to kill yourself to perform at the top of your career, and you don't need to kill yourself to feel happiness and success in your career. You need to know how to define what you want. You need to trust in your ability to go after it, and you need to have your own back, meaning treat yourself with compassion and love along the way as you work towards your unique career goals. The third myth that's keeping us from happiness in our own careers is this idea that you can't do what you love. And usually the belief you can't do what you love is often followed up with some sort of and. So for example, you can't do what you love and make the money you want, or and raise a family, or and continue to live where you do, or and you can't do what you love and not completely start over. All of these things are lies. And if you keep believing them, then they will continue to be true in your own career. 
So think about this. What is your and? What is the thought that you are believing? What is the thing that you're believing you can't do or you can't have if you are pursuing or if you are creating a job or career that you love? Or maybe you simply don't believe that you can do what you love, period, full stop. I see this belief come up in a lot of clients I coach. I wanna tell you right now, you are deserving and worthy of a job that you love. Finding a job, creating a career that you love, that you find fulfilling, that brings you happiness is possible for you. But when we have these other beliefs that jobs or careers aren't supposed to be fun, or jobs or careers aren't supposed to be fulfilling, or we can't have them a fun and fulfilling job because we're not worthy of that, then we start creating that reality for ourselves. We start hating our jobs and we believe there's no other way. Let me tell you this straight up. People love their jobs. There are people in the world who love their jobs and you can be one of those people. You are deserving of being one of those people. Jobs aren't meant to be miserable, but when we're getting caught up in this web of myths, like you can't do what you love and hard work should feel hard and corporate is a soulless grind, we will never allow or invite jobs like that into our lives. You are worthy, deserving, and capable of a job and a career that you love to. Now, the last two beliefs are more focused on us and how we are quote unquote supposed to show up in our careers. The first is this idea that you need to be a robot. And what I mean by that is no emotions, no mistakes on the job. And so because we believe that we can't show emotions or make mistakes, we start shoving down our feelings in our career. We start compartmentalizing, which actually ends up taking a huge toll on our body, hello burnout, and only makes us feel worse. In addition, when we are telling ourselves that we need to be a robot without emotion and without making any mistakes, we beat ourselves up for any sort of mistake we do make on the job, which actually prevents us from learning. And when we stop ourselves from learning, we stop ourselves from getting better in our career. We're essentially holding ourselves back from learning and growing in our careers. Instead, if we make mistakes and show ourselves self-love and compassion and kindness because we're humans, we're not machines, we will learn and we will grow and we will excel in whatever the thing is we're figuring out so much faster. You are not meant to be a robot at work. You cannot be a robot at work. Why? Because you are a human. You are a human being. You have emotions. You will make mistakes. And you will have these emotions and make these mistakes at work. And that's okay. Because whether you're on or you're off the job, you're still a human being. If you make a mistake, if you show emotions at work, you will not die. You will not get fired. You are not weak. You are not unprofessional. You are not all of the things that our brains love to tell us when we show emotions in the context of work or when we make a mistake in the context of work because we don't know how to manage our mind in that moment. You are a human, you will have emotions, you will make mistakes, and all of that is okay, whether you're in work or outside of it. 
And the last is this myth that you need to be professional or buttoned up at all times to be good at your job. Again, it goes back to this underlying idea of in our careers, we are not allowed to have emotions. We're not allowed to have mistakes. We're not allowed to show up simply as you, your full self, your authentic personality, your unique gifts, your values. And this this idea that you need to be professional and buttoned up at all times also suggests that there needs to be these two opposite versions of you. There's work you, your work and professional persona, and then there's non-work you, the real you, the one that is vibrant and gifted and talented and has so much value to bring to your company. And so it just, this dichotomy just underscores this idea that we have to show up in a certain way at work. And that way is truly out of alignment with who we are. It's out of alignment with when we're showing up as our best selves in life, period, work included. This notion that we have to be professional and buttoned up, it takes us out of that aligned place. And so we're not our best selves. We're not our most powerful selves. We're not our most valuable selves when we're trying to cram ourselves into this box of being professional and buttoned up. You are your best at your job when you are most you, period. You are most effective at your job when you are most you, and you're your most valuable and powerful to your company and to your teams and to your clients when you're most you. When you hear the words professional and buttoned up, what are the qualities you think that you are supposed to embody and display? Now think about what are the qualities when you hear professional and buttoned up that you think you're supposed to squash. Now ask yourself, what are your best qualities as a human, period? What are the qualities that you love about yourself? Or if it's too hard to think of what are the qualities you love about yourself, what are the qualities or what are the things that you like about yourself? Think about those. Speak them out loud. Write them down. Now ask yourself, which person would you rather work with? This professional buttoned up version of you or the real you? Over the next few weeks, we're going to be diving into the concept more deeply of corporate mindfulness. And I'm going to be sharing as a series, the principles and the tools, the core principles and the core tools that I teach within the realm of corporate mindfulness to my clients. So I'm excited to share these with all of the Breaking Free from the Gride tribe who listens to the podcast so that you can start implementing them in your career. And so you can start achieving the three things that we all want more quickly, feeling better at work. So feeling successful, happy, fulfilled, calm, performing better at our job. So continuing to learn and grow and get better in our careers. And then finally, showing up as a better version of ourselves at work, a more authentic, more aligned, more powerful version of ourselves. And so I'm excited to keep sharing these each week with you all. And as always, as I continue to share these and as I introduce these week by week, I love, love, love hearing feedback from the tribe. So if there's an idea that you really latch onto, or if there's something that really resonates with you, I want to know about it and I want to hear about it. I always love hearing feedback from the Breaking Free from the Grind tribe. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Breaking Free from the Grind or message me on LinkedIn, Amelia Noel, A-M-E-L-I-A-N-O-E-L. 
And as always, if you're loving the content from these episodes, the best thing you can do is review and recommend. So whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit a five-star review for Breaking Free from the Grind. And if you think this content is helpful and it's really been helping you feel happier at work, in your career, show up as your best self, go ahead and recommend and share this podcast to others, whether they're friends, colleagues, coworkers, family that you think could benefit from this information. It feels so good to be back this week. I hope you all have a wonderful week and weekend, and I can't wait to catch you guys next week. 